This is the Goal Crush Podcast, a resource for setting, approaching, and achieving personal goals. Where your co-hosts, Margaret and Christy, share their experience crushing and crashing their way towards success, and sometimes failure, to inspire and encourage personal growth in your everyday life. How are you doing? I am pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am happy to be in Portland. Yes, we're recording together again. Um, we have a few. We're experimenting a tiny bit, recording in the same place because we've discovered that our audio quality is a lot better when we actually record in separate places because we have these little boxes we put our mics in, and it's just uh, a lot better. So we put the mic in a box. <laughs> we put a blanket on the wall. We should take a picture of this setup. We should. Um, so hopefully the quality is um, still okay yes. this time around. But um, yeah, we're both in the same place. Um, it's Labor Day weekend. Yes. And we're sitting down and recording a podcast. We sort of said we were going to batch record today. And I, I just don't think that's going to We always say that. I think it's a win though because, hey. Yeah. We're recording. Yes. And it's and we don't, and this is a week and a half in advance. It is. Yeah. Yes, it is a week and a half. Yeah, because I'm going on vacation next week. So we wanted to make some time to do this. We had a little more time to get everything done. Well, Because we are trying to get back into the swing of things, you guys. Yes. It's hard after you take a break. I think that, so we had our episode a few weeks back about taking a break. And one thing that is underestimated when you do take time is that you are going to need to build momentum back up Mm -hmm. for when you start again, if you just decide to start again after a break. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that we were clear about when taking a break is that it can revitalize you and re-energize you for getting back into things. But that doesn't mean that you start back at the same level of momentum that you had at the time you took the break. (laughs) Even if you have a lot of energy now and you're like super enthusiastic, which you weren't before the break. It's been really interesting also, just to reflect on this a bit, we realized um, where our sticking points are. Yeah. Because we've had a really hard time getting the episodes edited in time because neither of us necessarily love doing that part of it. Yeah. And um, so we realized we're like, oh, well, this is sort of a roadblock for us getting these out on time. We love sitting and talking, obviously. Um, uh, And learning the skills for editing is interesting, but it's not like particularly fulfilling to do it. Yeah. I mean, I really, I like it. But I'm also realizing it's one of the easiest things that, as podcasters, you can find someone to do for you. Yes. And pay them. And I think that instead of having that hour and a half towards that once every two weeks, that I could use that um, energy towards getting our social marketing mm-hmm. sort of off the ground. Um, so now we're looking at things and we're seeing these things that are hard for us as we build momentum and realizing what we can do to make our lives easier to like move on with this project and continue to do it and be productive. Yeah, because I think that's the thing that we've realized is the editing is one of the things that naturally slows down our momentum, which is not helpful for anything. And that's a great lesson with, I think, trying to accomplish any goal or any long-term project is if as you're working on it, you start to realize, like, here are these specific things that don't bring me joy. They actually make it harder for me to keep going with the other things. And it's not a part of this that I have to do individually yeah I mean you're mm-hmm. on day 29 of your whole 30 you took my thunder that's what I was gonna do well, my thing I'm accomplishing um well I was gonna say I was like so proud though when I came over today and you made like the carnies from Costco because yeah here's the thing and we were talking about this like you have owned 
accomplishing this, mm -hmm. but also by saying, I know I can make carnitas myself, but that's just not going to... I, I never said I could make carnitas myself. You <laughs> said you could make carnitas yourself. I would never do that. I know that I would never do that from the beginning and full stop. Yeah. But um, I, I know what, how to make things easier. I know, thankfully, there are ways to make eating healthy a little bit easier now. But knowing when to take the easy route and that it's okay to do that. Like, we can afford to have someone at our podcast, I think. We're still yeah. in that process. Yeah. But, like, knowing, like, when you're privileged enough to have that and you think it's the right move and we want to have this product be sustainable yes right and finding ways to make this more sustainable sustainable for us with our time and our it's energy so important it's so important paying someone to edit our podcast episodes might be it and we really discovered that after taking a break yes I think that's totally true that by taking a break and then coming back to it it made us reevaluate what parts of it this whole process were overwhelming to us mm -hmm. or at least detracting from our ability draining to, yeah it's draining that's a perfect way to mm -hmm. make it and I just think that this is it's a good conversation about goal setting uh our next episode after this one is going to be about our uh check-in with our new year's resolutions right but I think that this is also will go into that conversation of as you're working on these longer term goals you start to think about what's sustainable and what's not mm -hmm. and that's such an individual like reality for all of this stuff yeah and that's next week's or two weeks from today that you're listening to this that we'll have our the third the second no no third it'll be our third it's, is it the second check-in we checked third? in in march and we checked in in june okay oh my god yes the yeah. third check-in before they're done yeah it's the, it's the last check-in before like we've either done them or we haven't yes resolutions but today um, we're going to actually talk about, um, planning a party. <laughs> and why would we be talking about I, uh, planning a party? Because my birthday is coming up either, um, so my birthday is, um, September 9th and I'm notorious for my birthday parties. So we decided it'd be a good time since we talked sort of about getting older around Margaret's birthday, that'd be a good time to talk about something I love, I love to talk about around my birthday, planning a party. Before we do that, let's really quickly just touch on something that we've accomplished, um, a goal we've crushed. You took mine. I <laughs> you didn't take it. You just said it. I just wanted um, to compliment you on something you were doing so well. Excuse no, me. No, no, no. I am on day twenty nine of a whole thirty. Uh, to just mark that, this is my second whole thirty of two thousand nineteen, which was a part of my New Year's resolution. Mm -hmm. So this will be my second whole thirty. I um, feel really good about it. I might go to Bollywood theater tonight and just end it tonight. Um, and not and still count this as a whole 30 i know that if you are on whole 30 please and listening to this you'd say that doesn't count but i don't care yeah. <laughs> but this is also back to our conversation about making it sustainable and mm -hmm. practical for what you want to accomplish yourself and it's done what it needed to do it set me reset me and my health eating sort of um strategy it allows me to make healthier choices easier that is one of my favorite things about the whole 30 it makes healthy eating a habit and I'm going on vacation mm -hmm. this next week, which is really exciting, which I'll talk about, I think, in the next one. Yeah. As an accomplished goal. Yes. But I know I'm going to let myself do whatever I want, eat whatever I want, and drink whatever I want on vacation. So when I get back from vacation, I'm actually going to do like a whole 14. Mm -hmm. Because I know that everything I've done in the past 30 days, 29 days, will actually be lost while I'm on vacation for the most part. So I'll need to reset again, but it will actually take less time for me to reset because I've just done one. I think that some people that don't, they don't understand Whole30, which I think we still need, to, we're still planning on doing one. Yeah, we're planning on, on doing one. Um, an episode on Whole30, 
but it's not about 30 days. <laughs> no, and I, I think that that's the thing that's really hard. Um, and I think goals need to have a by when a deadline. And I mm-hmm. think a whole 30 is really helpful for people to articulate. I'm not doing this forever, even though the end goal should be that you are actually doing it forever. Yeah. Food freedom. We're going to go down a rabbit hole. That was not real quickly. Real quickly, what did you accomplish? What did you crash? So uh, this last week, I said that one of my goals, this is, of course has to do with my Fitbit, as everything in my life does. <laughs> um, I just wanted to get to having my Fitbit say that I was getting at least seven hours of sleep a night oh, on average. so big. Yeah, and I just... You I wear your Fitbit to bed? I wear my Fitbit to bed. Nah, and it, like, nah. and it yeah, um, and it like it monitors your sleep and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, again, you guys, I'm not saying it's accurate in its monitoring. I'm saying that it's consistent in its monitoring. So that's what I use it for. Mm-hmm. And I know I tend to, as I get busy and stressed, my sleep is one of the first things that drops off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm a good sleeper. I have healthy sleep habits. But I start going to sleep a little bit later. I start waking up a little bit earlier. And you just do that consistently. And all of a sudden, I'm only getting like five and a half hours of sleep a night. So no, no, thank you. So you've been getting seven hours. Is that what you're saying? So yes, my Fitbit average for last week was seven hours and one minute. So oh, hey, it's a win. It's a win. And I didn't. And that was what I said. Is I said I wanted over the course of the week the average at the end of the seven days. So like you got eight for some nights. Yeah, you know what? You know, some nights was less because I went out and was out late or had to get up early mm-hmm. for work or whatever. But it's no, good one, though. sleep hygiene is important. It is. And it was just a little and easy way that I knew. And there were a couple other, like I supported it by turning off my phone sooner, just making other healthy habits. Mm-hmm. But that was like by making that very specific goal, I was able to just reset a few things, small things that made everything else so much better last week. Awesome. So yep. those were our goals. Um, we've been making these the first portion's a little bit longer. Which yes. I think it's fine, honestly. We've been trying to keep our episodes between 30 and 45 minutes, and we've done a good job of that. They're usually around 40 minutes, usually slightly over. Um, we would love your feedback, because I know we have some listeners that... We have followers. <laughs> <laughs> we have people that listen to this. We would love your feedback on um, the timing and how you feel about the length. I personally love a 40-minute one. That's why we really stuck to 40 minutes. Yeah, and I think it's it's a good time. And we'll talk about this. At some point, we'll do an episode on podcasting. Or I feel Someday. Like, yeah, and I feel like, frankly, we could probably do multiple episodes on podcasting. But one of the things we did is we very clearly set a goal. We shoot for 40 minutes. Sometimes we're on the lower end of that. Sometimes we're on the higher mm-hmm. end of that. But I think we're between 35 and 45 minutes. Yeah. So it's getting longer in the beginning. Um, let us know what you think about time um, on Instagram. I'll actually post something on this later um, after this is published. So in the next week, look out for Instagram. Look for a post um, sort of about length so you can give us some feedback. We'd love to hear it. But now we're going to talk about planning a party. Woohoo! One of my favorite things. <laughs> Parties, 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 parties. I love talking about planning parties. I love planning parties. Um, I love all types of parties. I love hosting parties. I have since I was very young. You love Um, going to parties? I love going to parties. I like having my own parties. People come to more than that. But um, because I think I'm just a planner. I'm a Virgo. So I really like the control. But I also, I was thinking about you are a good party guest though. You show up. If it's a theme, you participate in the theme. You come with a lot of energy and enthusiasm, which I think we'll get to talking about this, but hosting a party is also about inviting people who will be good party guests. Yes. 
because that changes the energy of your party. And if you're busy hosting, having a couple of guests who are really friendly and social and will go out of their way to make connections between your various friend groups. Yeah. Like, all of that can make a huge difference. Yeah, first hot tip, invite cool people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sometimes inviting cool people means going out of your way to invite some, like a coworker you don't know mm-hmm. very well, but you ha- suspect is going to get along great with some of your friends or whatever. Like, it can be party... Parties are one of the best opportunities to invite new people into your life. They really are. They really, really are. That's hot tip number two. You guys, <laughs> you want to have some more friends? Throw up. Hot tips just for the end, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to our instructions. Okay. No, we have structure, I swear to God. Sometimes it seems like we don't, but we do talk ahead of time. We have a, usually have like three topics, so we try to do it in a certain order. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> so let's go back to. History with parties is our first bullet point. Yes. <laughs> Do you tell how I'm like, um, I just said that I liked hosting because I like control. Yeah. And, and I was I like, can... I was like. <laughs> Christy's asserting her control here, people. <laughs> so history with parties. Why don't you start sort of telling us your background with parties? Um, I rarely host parties. I rarely throw parties. I rarely go to parties. But you're a pretty good party guest. You're a wild I, card. I am. I'm you're a, a wild card. I am a good party guest. I am very naturally, like, I am both naturally friendly and it's in the same way that like we talked about how I tried to take on my anxiety about money last time by becoming more educated about it. Mm-hmm. One of the ways I've worked with like feeling more comfortable with myself is actually going out of my way to be friendly. Like I thought you were going to say studying like how to be a good party No. Guest. I, don't know, I don't know where I got it. I thought you were about to say that you'd like studied up on how to go to parties. I will say this, you guys. I love Miss Manners and I have a whole slew of things that like I was talking to a friend yesterday and she had just gone to a wedding and within a week got a handwritten thank you note both to her and her boyfriend from the groom and bride which was impressive yeah and she was kind of uh is Isabel and she and Mike just got engaged which we um and I said within to her, a week yeah I was impressed and then she's kind of freaking out I mean like they were the night of <laughs> yeah, basically and I said that uh, Ms. Man- Ms. Manners and Ann Landers say that you have a year mm-hmm. from your wedding to uh, send out thank you notes. Yes, you do. Um, there's lots of things that are, I think that, yeah, there are lots of rules around parties. There are. Um, I've had to sort of figure those out on my own in some ways. So my history with parties, I love hosting parties. When I was young, I had a birthday party every year. Um, I had New Year's Eve parties, and that was like when they were sleepovers. Um, I, in my twenties had theme parties every year. Um, the themes included, I wrote them down so I could share them. Um, so the first theme party I had, oh, I just realized I'm missing one here. It's also Moulin Rouge. Um, basically it was just a lot of girls in lingerie. We were like 23 and it was a joint birthday party with someone else. I didn't even live in the Kearney house yet. Wow. You will hear references to the Kearney house sometimes. And it is this old Victorian house in Northwest Portland where I lived for eight years. And it's just like friends. It was just like friends, but yeah. the Portland version where like multiple girls lived upstairs and multiple boys lived downstairs. Yeah. There was always a rotation of who lived upstairs and who lived downstairs. It was always different people. So it wasn't like friends or it was like the same eight people, but like it was a very yeah. large friend group. There were always parties. There was oh yeah. Always. It was a big house. It's sort of, you could do a lot of stuff. So Moulin Rouge, I didn't live there yet, but we had, we had a pinata filled with chocolate and condoms. <laughs> And it was so hot that all the chocolate melted. Ooh. So when we <laughs> cracked a pinata, we all got very drunk. Cracked a pinata. And then people, 
proceeded to literally walk through the chocolate. The next morning, it looked like someone had literally just like sat down and like took a dump in the middle of the carpet. We had to get the carpets professionally cleaned. Um, oh. I got off track there, but that was when I was 23. So you can see that I went big and I learned some things those times. The other, back to my theme parties, there was um, Beauty and the Geek. Yes. Yeah, Beauty and the Geek. Oh, that was a good one. It was, you know. Just, I like it. It lets people go two different directions. Two very different directions. And it was fun. Yeah. Um, Metallic Madness. Also very clever. It was a good one. And everyone just wore metallics. Yeah. They were all like costume parties. Um, Greek, I, a Greek Olympics toga party. So everyone wore togas. But we had like games for oh, people fun. to play. And then I had a superhero, superheroes and villains, which was sort of a dud. Mm. Um, it was a little young. Oh, you know, like it's a great preschool, like child party, but it, it probably would have been a fine. Like, and it was sort of expensive for people to find costumes. I feel like Very it would have been fine probably for teenagers, even potentially. Yeah, but, but like, it was just not that great of one. A creatures of legends, myths, and fantasy. I love this one. Yes, I was a fairy vampire princess. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Yeah, and then finally, sort of the last hurrah was my flirty thirty prom. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I tell you all of these things because I've started a lot of different types of parties. These all ranged in size from about 20 people to like 100. And I should we should mention, these are just her birthday parties. We're not, <laughs> we're not counting the housewarmings, the last hurrahs. The, this is like, written down too. I um, am an expert at dinner parties as mm-hmm. well. Um, housewarmings, as you just said. I've literally had parties because I had sangria fixing and I wanted to make sangria. So mm-hmm. I threw a party. Because of sangria. Um, it's, I'm someone that just sort of has it in my blood that I want to share things with people. And parties are the greatest way to share parts of your life. Yeah. Um, I think that it's important um, to just remember that size does not matter. No. Size does not matter. I had a long, I had problems with that. I have issues <laughs> of leaving people out. Um, I think I told you this. Yeah, you last week. I'm going to share it here too. Um, when I was young, like really young, so I told you I used to have like summer parties and stuff when I was younger. I used to invite everyone, mm-hmm. everyone, everyone, everyone. And then one year for like a New Year's Eve party, I just invited like five people. Cause like, I don't, it was like, I didn't think everyone needed to be, I thought everyone had other things like whatever. I was yeah. like in sixth grade. Does it matter? I wasn't trying to like leave people out. No, no, it was not, uh, malicious like, yeah. in any way. And then one girl that didn't get invited, um, she had this. Um, Valentine's Day party, and we were in seventh grade or eighth grade. You know, like it's a very delicate time. But yes, oh my god, junior high is so bad. A delicate time in your emotional life. And um, she was having this party. It was a boy girl party, and everyone was invited. Everyone except for me. And I don't mean like everyone and like a few people. No, I mean like everyone except for me. Where it was clear you were being excluded. Yeah. It wasn't like it was a small she party. She straight up told me, she was like, well, you didn't invite me to your New Year's Day party, so I don't have to invite you to my Valentine's Day party. And, like, I remember my best friend hadn't been invited, and we were sitting one day, like, at lunch, at a table, like, in middle school, and this girl was like, oh, Shauna, are you coming to my party? And invited my friend. In front of you. In front of me, and still didn't invite me. So I literally... And it was after a dance, and no one could go. And it changed me, you guys. (laughs) It changed me. So now I have this unquenchable urge 
that is like, I have to invite everyone I know to everything. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, it was also very dramatic about like people not showing up when they said they wanted. Yes. I was sort of a control freak about being like, well, if you said you were going to come, you better be here at this time. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that, you guys. Yeah. But I think that um, I've carried that with me and it's made me a little bit crazy in party planning, but also like it's. It's made it so that I throw epic fucking parties. Yes. It's one of the reasons I invite everyone I know to parties. Because that happened to me when I was really young. And it, it, like, I thought that if I didn't invite everyone to the parties, that, like, I would be hurting someone's feelings. And that's not the case, you guys. Like, that's why when I say size doesn't matter, like, you can really do things thoughtfully. And if someone has, is, you know, being immature about it, like... That's on them and not on you. You're allowed to have whatever site's party and invite whoever you want to to any party mm-hmm. at any time. Yeah, and I think, like, in, like, a very technical manners way, the theory is, like, to invite everyone at the same level. So, like, if you invite, uh, you know, like, and here's the thing. You have coworkers who you have a nice time with at work but aren't necessarily friends with outside mm-hmm. of work. But, like, but then you have your friends who are also your coworkers. Yeah. You may invite those people who are your friends but not your coworkers in general. But that's different. But you invite one of those coworkers, then, like, potentially consider inviting all of that level of acquaintance coworker. They may or may not come. Yeah. But, like, and, and that's a dis- different decision-making. But, like, I think one of the things to keep in mind when planning parties and guest lists is, like, that sort of level of, like, are you in, and you don't have to. Also, don't be a dick. Like, don't invite someone just because you <laughs> you want them to be left out. That's yeah. something you need to think about if you want to not invite people because you want them to be left out. Like, that's what you need to work on. Yes. Um, but I think that different parties can have, like, definitely different um, people, different mixes. Yes. I've always just I don't done think, the bigger the better. Yeah. And I, and I don't think that's necessarily what you need to do. I think, like, the difference between saying you invite, like, if you're inviting your two friends who also happen to be coworkers, don't invite them in front at work in front of all of your other coworkers. Yeah. That's no, no yeah. you guys probably text all the time or inst- Oh like, God. Like, and yeah, and inviting people to parties, like that's a very tricky sellout right now. Um for a long time I did it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's not everyone's on Facebook anymore. No, we've, I think it's really like we've hit a point finally in life where like Facebook is fading out for especially people our age. Because you used to be able to throw those like Facebook events. Yeah. I mean, you still can. I still can, but it doesn't matter. I'm not even on Facebook anymore. Yeah, like I don't even go on there anymore. So um, email is a great way to do it. So you can send people out, like, and then you can um, CC people. Mm-hmm. I've been on email chains for invites to parties, and we're not talking weddings, okay, you guys? Yeah. We are not talking about weddings right now. Neither of us have ever thrown a wedding. I will throw an amazing wedding someday. I've been to a lot of fucking weddings. I've thoughts on weddings, but this is not what this is about. No, no. We're talking more about, like, are you throwing a birthday party? Are you throwing a housewarming? Like, I don't think paper invites are necessary. Like, it better be something special if you're sending out a paper invite. Like, baby showers maybe, but even then you don't really have to anymore. I think a really... Nicely designed evite is totally legit. Is better if you're um, going to be throwing like a proper party. Um, one of my really good friends in Idaho always does paper invites for her daughter's birthday. I just got mine yeah. for her sixth birthday. But I also, and I know Katie is saving a copy for Olivia every year, but I also save them and have them. Like, but that's to me like more of a memento thing and stuff like that. Neither here nor there. And yeah, I mean, I... Um, and Katie loves to plan parties. These and lo- days, I do text messages and Instagram DMs. Yeah. To invite people um, to parties. 
I do think I have a guest. I always put out, I always write a guest list Mm -hmm. to parties, (coughs) like no matter the size, and um, a count into plus ones as well. Mm -hmm. Because I think um, after you invite people, it's really important when you're throwing a party to know how big it's going to be. Yes. And here's, I was going to say on the invites, Mm -hmm. I think that even if you end up inviting someone face to face, oh, hey, I'm having this party. I would love you to come. Make sure you follow up with a text. Yes. Because it's also really nice for them to have the written details Mm -hmm. about it. And, and if it's like a anyone's welcome type of party, I will oftentimes say, oh, feel free to invite anyone who you think might come because you do throw a party. Like, I throw big enough parties where you can invite other people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you I mean, we even threw like a six-month anniversary party yeah. for the Gold Coast because I was like, I want to throw a party. Because I see parties as milestones that I can share, their presence I can share with other people. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, And I think that's... But, oh, God, yes, send written details. I hate nothing more than someone inviting me to something face-to-face but not following up with the details. And then I have to, like, text them or call them and be like, hey, I know there's this part, like, you invited me to this party on this night, but I don't actually know your address. And then you're like, did you want me there? Did you really not want me there? Yeah. That's a very awkward place to be. And then that means people won't come. Yeah. And that, and here's the if thing. that's what you want, then okay, but. <laughs> but you guys, like, throwing successful parties means Putting some legwork and energy into the planning parts yes. of it. Yes. Oh my gosh, planning a party, um, like the actual bones of a party, are is so much fun. I find it exciting to. So I um, lived in France when I was in college. I studied abroad for six months. What I I did learn a little French. <laughs> But what I learned more than anything was the art of the dinner party. Yeah. Um, I brought that back for me with me from France and it changed everything. I would regularly have dinner parties, seated dinner parties, course dinner parties for 12, mm-hmm. 14 people. And it was so much fun. But dinner parties, you have to know how many people are coming. Oh, um, for yes. most parties. For um uh so dinner parties, you have to when you make sure you you have one and a people who's coming. Then you have to have enough seating for them. You have to have enough silverware. You have to have enough dishware mm-hmm. and plates and bowls. You have to have enough food. You have to have the timing for the food down. You have to have, you have to like, tell people they need to bring anything. You um, have to make sure you organize if people are bringing things. You have to say, oh, all right, what are you bringing? I had to explain to a friend of mine a while back who's a very lovely gentleman who was raised very well, but he was invited to a mutual friend of ours for Easter, and it was actually, he was invited to her friend's home for Easter. They're all very uh, observantly Catholic, and our mutual friend is an older woman, and the friend who was throwing this Easter party was also older, in her 70s, very successful, and he was asking me what type of bottle of wine he should take, and I was like, no. You don't take wine to someone who's like throwing, and this is a person throwing a very fancy dinner party. I was like, you take a hostess gift. Okay, you're proper AF. Wine is fine, you guys. But but like, but, but, but I guess my point is, know it what you're doing. So like, yes, if, if I mean, there are, are you are you taking a hostess gift or are you contributing to the dinner party? And that's a different conversation. They like, are different conversations. I think that wine can be a hostess gift. I, and that's what I told him, too. I was like, wine can be a hostess gift. But I also asked, I was like, just go down the hallway and ask our mutual friend who was a coworker if this friend of hers likes to drink wine. The answer was she wasn't a big drinker. I was like, get a very nice bouquet or a nice potted plant. You will never be wrong with that. I think that bringing, going, making sure you're not showing up empty-handed very. is a very good rule when you're going to a more intimate gathering. Yes. 
And well, I think I want a different side of you. I do think a bottle of wine is fine no matter what, because then the hostess could then if everyone drinks through everything, right? There's there's backup. Okay, you guys. I, when I plan a dinner party, I plan it from like every drink, and I will go out and buy specific bottles of wine to go with my specific courses. But I also take cooking very seriously. So bringing a bottle of wine that doesn't go with the courses I've arranged will annoy me. <laughs> Who are you? Okay, there are times when... This is, this is crazy. <laughs> I think you're what, crazy. Whatever episode we talked about me being bougie, I feel like this could... This is totally it. Oh my god. But you um, I, I as well... Make sure there's enough booze, Margaret. <laughs> I feel like there's a difference between making sure there's enough booze um, and making like I am not. Uh, yeah, no, I do not. I make sure there's a red for certain things and white for things, but I'm not. I just want to make sure there's enough booze. Yeah, I think there are two different people, two different types of people that throw dinner parties. People that are crazy, like Margaret, <laughs> or the people that um, really, really take pride in food and wine pairings and think it's really important and they put the time and effort there. And other people just want to make sure there's enough. I yeah, and I also think as I was saying, this was a generational thing. Mm -hmm. Like I totally understood from my friend Chris, who is 32 and a very very nice young man. But like to him, the idea that like these like he was being invited to a party where everyone else was a different level of success and all that type of stuff, where the hostess gift was crucial. And I like, <laughs> and he did by the way afterwards. Thank me for exactly what my suggestion was. Yeah. Like the bouquet of flowers was. Bouquets are lovely when. Um, and if you don't know if someone drinks. A pie plant. I've gotten like succulents. Mm -hmm. um, I've had some like creative things. Lots of people show up empty handed. I'm younger. Yeah. Um, I was throwing dinner parties when I was 25. You know, these are people that literally had never been to a sit down dinner yes. party before. So, um, I think that as you get older, you realize that it's just generous to show up, not show up empty handed, even or when you're really poor. Like I was throwing parties when I was like really, really poor and I was happy, but I would still put it like a hundred dollars because you need a budget for a party, you guys. Oh, that's thing. There should always be a budget for a party. This goes back to planning good parties. You've chosen your guest list. You've chosen your venue and the sense of like, if you're throwing it at your home and it's a dinner party and you figure out how many chairs you have and dishes and stuff like that, you, and then figure out your budget. Um, and like, so if you're really poor and you're going to a party, you better understand it's sort of the same. You can, we can sort of reference a wedding. Like you're paying for your seat at a wedding with a wedding gift. Mm -hmm. um, that's why you should, you know, at least $50 be spending on $50 on a wedding gift. I went to lots of weddings because I was really poor and it's hard, but in a way, people are spending money to host you most of the time, unless you're super duper young. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just a way to show appreciation of that. You don't have to go out of your way and be crazy. Like literally, like bringing something from your pantry. <laughs> I don't go. I've showed up with like something really red for my pantry. My dad, you know that I, like it's like a dessert of some kind. Yeah, and just being like here, <laughs> it does, the, no one cares what is in your hands. At uh, the end of the day, it is the thought that counts. Yes, my dad cans jalapenos and cowboy jalapenos, which are candied ones. Mm -hmm. I use those as hostess gifts all the time. Uh, he hasn't done jams a lot lately, but when he used to do jams regularly, we just had a set that like was kind of my brother and I, like this is the joys of my father's garden and his canning habit. But like my brother and I knew, we just kept an area of these small, like usually like eight ounce canned jams, candied jalapenos, you know, certain, like, and it was easy. Anything. Anything can be used. Even my brother, cares. who is not always the most, uh, I want to say bougie, unlike me, he knows to take things. He always, like, you know. I think we focused on the taking things too much. Sure. I don't think it's as important as you do. <laughs> I think because I 
I don't know why. But to me, just this is, showing up, it's just really nice. I know why I got onto this. This is to me a part of sending details. So when you invite someone to a party and then you follow up with the details, you can add in, oh, bring, you know, some, every, you should be asking what to bring. Yes. And, <laughs> and you can actually put that in the details. Like, I'm throwing a dinner party. Everyone bring, bring. I think we've gone off, we tangented a little bit too much for people going to parties. Yeah. And, um, I want to bring it back around to people. I guess my point is when you're planning a party and if you want people to contribute to it. Make sure they know. Yes. Put them on notice. <laughs> and that's totally okay. Yeah. Like oh, that's totally fine. I, for a long time, didn't want anyone to bring anything because I was doing coarse meals. Mm-hmm. And people were always like, oh, I'll bring salad or I'll bring, like, dessert. And I'm like, no. Yeah. You know, like, I'm making dessert. And you when can someone... bring a fucking baguette if you want to bring something. My go-to for years was just bring a baguette. It's a good, yeah. No one can really go wrong. But you guys, listen to the host of a party. Like, when you are hosting a party, be clear on what you want or don't want. And as a guest, be listen to the host. Yes. Those are, like, and that's the basics of this. I think you tell we're control freaks. The fact that you think that 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 needs to be said. I I think sometimes people, like, I think hosts are scared of saying what they want Mm -hmm. to people because they think it's rude. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that is. I think it's totally fair to say... Hey, you guys, I'm throwing a barbecue. I'll have burgers and hot dogs and all the fixings. Everyone bring aside. Yes. I, I think that the, to pivot back to budget, it's just important to know what you're going to spend and to write down everything you want. If you've never thrown a party before, it's just nice to make a list of everything you need. I went to a bachelorette party like a summer or two ago, and it was stupid expensive because the person that was sort of like oh, I remember in this. charge of sort of like organizing the day had was 21 mm-hmm. 21 and had never thrown a party before and was bleeding money and literally asking us for like 150 dollars like every day and we're all like yo we're flying across the freaking country like yeah no and then i the day beforehand she was like we need to go buy groceries and we need 100 dollars from everyone again for groceries and i'm like eight of us and i was like we need 800 dollars for groceries i was like this is what right. are we buying and she was like well we'll know when we get there no, no. <laughs> i was like nope and I made a list which she ignored parts of it but she at least aligned to it so before you have a party write a guest list make a budget and then depending on the type of party you're having you know then write down everything you need beforehand so you know I was going to have a party this year my birthday and I was not feeling it (laughs) but I wrote down every person um that I wanted to felt I needed to invite. This was one of the many reasons you weren't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. I felt like I needed to invite a certain amount of things, which we talked about. Just hope that you guys don't live up that way. And um, then I sent out the invites. It was going to be on my rooftop. So I um, reserved this space. And then I um, studied on a theme. Like I actually crowdsourced that from Instagram because I was so uninto it. I couldn't think of a theme. Which should have been the first sign about your enthusiasm because when you are feeling throwing a party, the theme is usually the first thing you come to. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I had my 30th birthday, the 3030 30 prom planned for like seven years. Yeah. And then I made a budget. I was like, all right, I have $500 for this. And I sent out the invites. Um, then I shopped for my costume. And then I was writing out all the things I needed. I did not want to do it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a really intimate dinner party. And I wanted to only, you know, like, I don't know what I wanted. And I wanted something that got excited me. And it wasn't exciting. So I actually ended up canceling my birthday party. I canceled my birthday. I reached out to every single person who had replied to me. Some people didn't even reply to my text, which was irritating. But guess what? They didn't They didn't get to know that it was canceled. <laughs> a few people did, actually. But, um... 
they, um, and so, and I used my budget because I budgeted money for it. I'm going to Florida. Yeah. I'm going on vacation instead because I'd set that budget aside. I think that if you know the steps for a party, then you can like do different things with it. You could also say like, oh, I, you can have a big event planned. Like for my 30th, I rented a rooftop. It had the bartenders. I had three birthday cakes. I had a photo booth. I had a photographer I paid. I had a flash tattoo station. I, oh, that was so much fun. I forgot. I, like, I had over 100 people there. Everyone was in costume. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone showed up in formal wear. It was... They, like, people committed to that theme. I still have that dress that I wore. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, but... I, I also got blackout drunk. Don't get blackout drunk at your own parties. That's just like a pro tip. Um, but I knew that took a lot of planning. That took me saying, all right, I need to find a venue. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure I have a deposit for that venue. I need to know how much all of these cost. I need to know what the minimum is for the well, and location. I, rem- I remember you telling people, don't worry about gifts by drinks because if you sold, if, if the bar had a certain amount of... The space was free. Yes. And so, but that was a perfect way for you to tell people how to contribute to your birthday party without feeling like they had to show up with a bottle of wine, which would have been super weird and inconvenient at the bar or bring you a gift that we would have had to then figure out how to get back to your house or anything like that. Yeah. No, people just showed up. They spent money at the bar. We spent far over $1,000. It was a bad idea to tell people all they needed to do was drink, actually, (laughs) because uh, I know I blacked out. Mm -hmm. Someone puked everywhere. People were puking everywhere, I guess. We got kicked out at the end after it was midnight. They were like, you guys need to fucking leave. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this party was too much. Um, But it was, it, it takes a lot of moving parts, and it doesn't have to be that big either. I've had intimate, like, birthdays where it was course meal and all I need to know is who is coming make sure they knew when to get there mm-hmm. like knowing that it was letting them know it was a small party so they know that it's not really a flexible time when you have a big party like it's starting at seven come whenever versus like hey there's six of us but you guys dinner's at seven um uh, I'll be ready around 6 30 if you want to come by anytime after that you know making sure that you make the um arrival time Clear. Very clear. And your expectations of people's arrival. This is also, again, details are not bad things. I think, like, I agree with you. Written formal paper invitations unnecessary, but I think hosting a party is figure this stuff out. If you're throwing a dinner party, figure out the time that dinner's starting. Figure out how long you want your guests there beforehand. You know, and then, but this all goes back to the planning. How much co- How much time do you have to do beforehand? Are you coming home from work that night and you will have prepped everything the night before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or are you just going to be putting it together while you're there? Do you have help? Like, do you have a friend that gets in? Do you have a spouse? Do you have a partner that's there to, like, help with it? Because I know for my 30th birthday party, my best friend Bridget actually... She volunteered as my gift to be my party planner. And she did such a great job. So she made sure, like, in a big event, like, if you're hosting an event, like, you're hosting. Hosting's a job. Mm -hmm. And so she knew I wouldn't want that responsibility of being, like, make sure. Like, I had two outfits that night. So her job was, like, literally, like, make sure Christy goes and changes at the right time. Make sure all the candles on the cakes get lit. Make sure, like, the right songs are playing at the right time. Yeah. Make sure, like, people go here and they know where to go. Like, there was someone in charge that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. And it was really important for me, since it was a bigger party, to have that. Yeah. Um, and people also knew, like, the rest of us who had sort of helped with various things knew Bridget was coordinating and in charge of everything. So there was a question. You guys went to her. Yes. We did not bug you on your party. Like, about your party, we went to Bridget. Yeah. Yeah, because even, um, like, 
my smaller parties, I was always the go-to. Like, they were my birthday parties, but someone would cut themselves on glass, and I would have to clean up the mess. Someone would drop something. Uh-huh. I remember someone once in the Kearney house. Just imagine this, in the kitchen. Okay, it's, like, not that clean. Old house. Also tiny kitchen. Tiny kitchen. House full of people. Like, yeah. 60 people upstairs. There was flip cup down in the basement, obviously. Yeah. So it was in the kitchen, and the basement, you get to the basement from the from the kitchen. Yeah. People were, the kitchen was the bar, so people were pouring everything in there. The floors were disgusting. And someone dropped a glass, and it shattered everywhere. And someone's like, oh, no, I don't have my shoes on. (laughs) I was like, why the fuck don't you have your shoes on? Like, look around. Like, this is a house party. This is not, like, a nice formal event. Like, this is a rager. And you're walking around. Barefoot? I'm like, oh. what are you, Canadian? All <laughs> uh, <laughs> Canadian friends are probably like, what? But, um, but, like, this also goes back to have someone who's in charge of your parties. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be you as the host. Or it can be you, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, Maybe like, you're not throwing parties where people can shit face. But, like, like think about it. You. Like, someone needed to, I don't know what happened. I don't think I was at that party. But you're like, okay, who the fuck? Well, I had a boy carry her out of the freaking kitchen and, and then I you cleaned prob- it up. Yeah, but see, like, that's the thing. But you were in charge, like, they knew to go tell you to deal with these things. So, like, that's also a hot tip. And I think it's totally okay to ask your friend, your spouse, whatever, to be the point person for your parties. Like, I think you do a great job of that when you have thrown these birthday parties where you want to be. I, I want a party. Yeah. There's a difference between hosting a party and partying at a party. Yes. And so that's why there's wedding planners for, like, so people can actually enjoy their parties. Uh, or party planners. Um, it, it's really important to understand that if you're hosting a party, like, you have to – it's a lot of work. Good parties are a result of good of hard work. And when you guys go to a good party – that person who's hosting it isn't just naturally good at these things. No. They've actually put time and effort They in. made sure there were snacks. They made sure there was enough booze. They made sure you got there at a certain time. They made sure several people got there at a certain time. They probably introduced you to at least one other person there to make sure that, like, mm-hmm. if you, that you can start a conversation and stuff like that. That's all intentional effort. So if you're going to host a party and you want to throw a good party... Put the effort into it. It will be so worth it and totally awesome. But, like, appreciate that it just doesn't happen magically. No, it does not happen magically. Um, and, you know, it doesn't have to be a big thing. I think that people forget that, like, small parties and gatherings are, like, beautiful things. And um, so I'll say it again. Size doesn't matter. <laughs> no. And I Even do, though I'm still working on that. I do not think you have to send a written thank you note, but it's also really nice to follow up with the person who threw a great party and yes. thank them for that. Text the next day is always so nice. You're like, yeah. oh, I had such a good time. Send them night. a cute picture that you took of the party. If you took something that, like, while they were hosting, like, I always love to do that of, like, oh, hey, here's this picture of what, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's just, it's a really nice follow up. It's a nice way to let them know you appreciated it because. Ideally, they had a great time at their own party, yeah. but also they may have been busy hosting, so thank them for that. Oh, and before we leave, we are wrapping up. Help clean up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> for, I mean, as a host, know what you need help with and know what you don't. Um, know how much time it's going to take to clean things up and accept help from people that are mm-hmm. coming to a party. Um, have them bring everything into the to – the, for a dinner party, I think it's really nice as it's wrapping up to – not take things to the kitchen before you start wrapping up. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to, like, all right, like, and st- maybe start emptying the table and people help you and then having, like, wrap-up conversations as you do the cleaning. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really great way for to, for a host to sort of signal that things are 
coming to an end. Um, just make sure that you do some cleanup the night of. I, this is like a hot tip from a host. Like, don't leave everything for the morning. You will wake up and you will die. Um, we once had a party. Um, my Mel, she had a Pimps and Hoes 30th party. And she put confetti all over the floor in the basement. Oh, my God. And didn't, we didn't realize that, like, it would track. So, like, when we woke up in the morning, her boyfriend woke up and he goes, it looks like that one Katy Perry song in here. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Anyway, which one is it? Like, that fr- this Friday night or last Friday night? Yeah, no, I... I- where it's like, and it's glitter on the floor. <laughs> um, but it was hilarious. And I've spent many a mornings cleaning up after parties. And you have to understand that there is a cleanup. I've had a roommate that um, had a pumpkin carving party. And um, just decided to, she, one, she went to bed before everyone left. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. And two, a week later, I finally cleaned up the pumpkins in the basement. Yeah. So know that there is after the party and never go to sleep when your guests are still there yeah but like, <laughs> this is part of being a good host so like so yeah don't go to sleep while your guests are still there is where we're going to end it that's our last hot tip for the that's last hot tip for planning a party <laughs> um but thanks for listening and uh, stay tuned for where you talk Um, thank you for listening, you guys. That was planning a party. I love talking about it. But you can um, check out the show notes. Hopefully, we we've have been it. having a hard time with the show notes. I don't. I'm wondering if the show notes are even worth it. Is it better for us to just throw stuff up on Instagram? Like, because here's the thing: right. we're going to have a ton of pictures of your various parties and stuff like that to use as content on it. Yeah. So maybe instead of doing show notes, would it be better that like we link that we do? Post- I don't. I mean, like I don't look at our analytics, but you guys, I don't feel like y'all are really looking at our show notes. Honestly, and uh, if you are, let us know. Because we figure if we talk about a book or my Fitbit or, you know, something, a website we like or someone we follow on Instagram or whatever. We want to link to them. Because we want it to be easier for you guys to find that content. But if it makes more sense for us to do that on Instagram and probably as actual posts on Instagram, Mm -hmm. not stories... But, yeah, if it, that makes more sense, and that's where you guys are going to get... I think that's what we're going to do. I think we just came up with this idea I right like it, yeah. now. Yeah. Um, that makes it a lot easier to find, because we're working on our social presence, y'all. That's what's happening. So, that's what we're going to do. We're going to really minimize our show notes, but you can find our past show notes at thegoldcrush.com. You will always be able to listen to the podcast at thegoldcrush.com, because that's how RSS feeds and internet works. Work. Yeah, we're going to have to keep it. And I think maybe for some of our longer, like, goal posts and stuff like that, it's nice to have those up there. I feel also we could start each doing a page of things we love. Who knows? We'll talk about we'll this. We'll see. But you can follow us at The Goal Crush on Instagram. And you can always give shoot us an email at hello at thegoalcrush.com. You can listen to us on Twitter and Spotify. Not Twitter. That would be the wrong thing. I just feel like I really proved that I'm an older millennial with that comment. <laughs> I just shook my head at her. I, I just gave her a, I didn't say anything. I just went, shake my head left and right. I was like, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. I think the reason I brain farted that is I'm still not used to their rebranding. Yes. Yes. It's it's hard. But we were there. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We are on Twitter. I normally just share the link. Yeah. I'm not on their commentary, adding commentary to Instagram the stories. Is where, Instagram stories is where Instagram we are. Instagram is where we are yeah. and where we're going to be a lot more often. So 
please follow us at The Gold Crush. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate you guys, and we hope you throw an amazing party. Absolutely. And we'll throw another The Gold Crush party and invite all of you. Yes. That's why we decided to do six months once, because we started this on January 2nd, and no one wants to go to a party on on January 2nd. I don't want to throw a party on January 2nd. Are you kidding me? Ugh. But, But throwing a summer party in June? Six months. So we'll be throwing another party next June. And if you were at this last one, you know it was fun. And yeah. there were only like six people there, and it was still so much fun. It's so much fun. It was so, so much fun. Um, but we really appreciate you, and uh, throw a party in our honor. Yeah. <laughs> show us pictures of it on Instagram. Yes. Always tag us. Hashtag the Gold Crush, and we'll check out what you're seeing. Thanks, guys. Bye.